Hello, welcome everyone to Being Experiential Podcast. I am here with the lovely and talented Bethany Evans and myself, Aaron Pruitt. And we have, this is cool, this is a first. Uh, We have an animal communicator on here, Holly. So this is gonna be exciting. Yes, we're so happy to have you, Holly. We already, Aaron and I both have had sessions with Holly and she, I I mean, I was blown away by like Mm -hmm. the stuff that was coming through and it was like, it was amazing. So like not only animals, right, that you communicate with, but other spirits and um, loved ones who have crossed over. So yeah, I'm super excited to hear about like how you got into this work and whatnot. But like, let's start with what is like the most common question people like want to know about their pets. Also welcome and thank you for being here. The most common question I probably get is why is my animal doing something? Mm, Like, why are they peeing on this? Why are they peeing up against me? Why do they do this when someone comes over? Yeah. Oh, so you're like a translator of behavior. Mm -hmm. Yes. I mean, I do a lot of stuff because there's health. Also, there's health things and just in general, like, what does my pet want me to know? But a lot of times it comes down to like, they have these behaviors and why do they, why are they doing them? What do I need to do to change them? Well, yeah, that, that makes sense. I think that's what I would go to an animal communicator for was like, if my pet was really sick and I couldn't figure it out or like, yeah, why is my cat peeing on my bed? <laughs> well, that was recent. Right. And so it's like, <laughs> try to figure it out, but yeah, we have someone who can like go drive. I know why your cat pees on your bed. I remember hearing that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I remember with me, because I know you read my uh, dog, uh, Levi, and then we blending households and saying like, okay, we have different personalities in this house. How do we do this? Like really, it was kind of interesting because I... When we, Carl and I chose to blend households, we went to a therapist to kind of, what's the best practices to blend families? Mm -hmm. Post blending families, I was like, oh crap, the dog is totally (laughs) like struggling, I think, I don't know, it looks like it. And so that was like, oh shit. So when we met you, it was like, Holly, can you help me blend the dog? It didn't even occur to me to like, you know, he's one of, he's, so important in our family how do we blend him in the blending so thank you for that because that was definitely like a afterthought Mm -hmm. like uh uh-oh we didn't we didn't think this part out you're welcome yeah (laughs) (laughs) and the dog is like across the room from me looking at me like not surprised not surprised at all (laughs) okay so we really want to know how did you like what is your background like where are you from like even before becoming an animal communicator tell us a little bit about yourself and then the transition into how the hell does one become an animal communicator okay so i'm from ventura and most of my life here and i have a bachelor's degree in health education and a master's degree in environmental and occupational health i was a health inspector for the county of ventura for over 10 years, um, inspecting like restaurants and pools. Uh, I also did like pool construction. And I, I'm going to say it was like a regular nine to five job, but we had kids. And when my son was getting close to going into kindergarten, my husband's job just got really demanding. And we were both working a ton. 
And there was just this point where it was like, wow, we're really not seeing our kids that much. We're not a part of their life that much. Like other people are raising my kids. And we looked at things and I was able to, we were able to make it so that I could stay at home and be a bigger part of our kids' lives. And so we made that transition, which I have to say really hard transition for me because I don't like not making money and I don't like not being in control. And I have very, yeah. So kids go to school and it's like, okay, great. My kids are in school. What am I doing the rest of the time? Like, yeah, I can clean the house, but I've just spent most of my adult life in a profession and cleaning house is not my favorite thing to do. So I, I've always been empathic and I wanted to kind of um, move in that direction. And I talked to someone about Reiki. So I decided to take Reiki class. And that was like four Reiki classes with one instructor and then three with Kelly Evans, who you've had on, um, which is like a fire Reiki. So I did a whole bunch of Reiki classes. And I will say, I'm going to say Reiki is probably what led to animal communication in the sense of through doing Reiki, that's how I learned to communicate with animals. Um, but I've also taken animal communication classes and astrology classes and dream tending classes, um, general intuitive work. Um, I'm currently in a group where we do continuing different types of intuitive work. So I just constantly built up intuitive type platforms. But as far as animals, I had a friend when I was practicing Reiki and she was like, oh, you can do my dog. Cause I was like, you know, I've done all these people. I want to try doing an animal and I was doing long distance. Reiki. And so I um, started doing her dog. And I. He doesn't mean sexually, everyone. She started yeah. Reiki. That's not <laughs> any of Doing Reiki on the Sorry. dog. <laughs> this is not the show Reads or one of those like mom stays home and finds other means of money making. <laughs> no, oh, that would be an interesting prostitution in Reiki. That would oh, like be. Oh, God. So. <laughs> I didn't go there with that. So sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry. Like Aaron. I, I apologize on behalf of Aaron. <laughs> so I was doing Reiki on the dog. And the way I do long distance Reiki, for me in particular, is I envision whoever I'm doing long distance Reiki on in front of me, like a smaller version of them, but they're in my hands, we're going to say. And so I brought the dog in like how I brought people in and I at the time had no idea I was like psychically connecting in any sort of way it was just kind of like this is how I do it and she was like mind you she's a rescue dog and she is she bites we're just gonna say if she she has trust issues she bites um so she comes in and she's snarling and trying to bite me and I'm like what uh, uh and so she like settles down and I'm like, Hey, it's just me. Cause like, I know this dog and I'm like, you know, I'm just, I'm going to just do some Reiki. Pr-. 
practice on you. And she like had her back to me, like wasn't looking at me. She wouldn't let me move my hands over her psychically, mind you, but Mm -hmm. over her, she was just like, no, you can keep your hands like below me, but she didn't say it in words, but there was the distinct feeling of like, keep your hands away from me. Like you do your thing, but I'm not happy about this. And so, you know, I was going through stuff. And when I do Reiki in my head, I'm thinking like, okay, let me check this chakra and that chakra. And I was going through chakras like, okay, how is her root chakra? How is her sacral chakra? But I'd been seeing like a yellow glow around her. And so I was like, "Mm, I wonder if we need to work on her um, gaining her power back. And all of a sudden she turns around and is like, I have my power. And I was like, she's talking to me. (laughs) Oh my goodness, she's talking to me. And I was like, okay, I'm just, I'm just going to keep doing my thing. And so I'm going and she's like, no, because I kept having these mental like thoughts as I was working through stuff. She just started commenting on every part. Like there is nothing wrong with me. Like (laughs) I I speak my mind. I, I am perfectly fine. And I was like, oh, okay. And I kind of ended it at that. And I was just like, the dog talked to me. And, you know, I talked to my friend and she was like, oh my gosh, that's great. And I didn't think much of it. I mean, I thought like, oh my goodness, but I didn't think like, hey, I'm communicating with an animal. I just kind of was like, that just happened. Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I started noticing like, uh, I think she had me, she called me again because she said her dog's foot was hurting and she was trying to find out like, oh, can you, can you kind of feel where it's hurting and what's going on? So, you know, doing Reiki again. And she was like, and maybe see if you can like, maybe get a feel for like how it happened. So as I'm doing Reiki, I'm kind of like thinking these things and I'm like, how did you do this? And she showed me a picture in my head of her walking outside and like, hitting like stepping on something or doing something where it's like I put my foot down and I hurt my foot and I was like oh okay so she started sending me pictures and she started talking and I was like oh this is really happening like I'm really communicating with her so then I just started moving on to like other people's animals and like what am I getting from this animal and what am I getting from that animal and yeah that's kind of how it started (laughs) that's really cool yeah yeah do you have to get well so I don't know about if this is in Reiki you have to get permission right to like work on somebody or like have you ever had animals who like basically refuse I mean it sounds like she was kind of open to you right from your story but that dog but she also like was like keep away at the same time yes so we always think in terms of like humans and it's like, oh, I'm working on a person. So I need to ask permission. Yeah. And before I started doing this, I didn't really think about the fact that really I'm invading their space too, when I do an animal. So Mm -hmm. yes, they have an opinion. And Mm -hmm. sometimes when you're like, you're like, Hey, I want to know about my animal, but they might not be on board with this. Like, right. They've, I've had some come in and they're like, I'm not going to talk to you. I don't know you. I don't trust you. 
Right. And I can usually tell that they've had some sort of trauma at that point. Not always, but sometimes they've had some sort of trauma. Yeah. And I will use other intuitive things to start getting a feel of like what's going on with them. So instead of going through them, I will use my own guides and people to try to get information. And usually once I'm talking to their person, then they will start answering me because it's like, it's almost like they're sitting to the side and they're listening. Like, what is she talking to them about? Like, can I trust? Just does my human trust her? Like there's this like thing and I'll start answering and then they might throw something in like, oh, I do like this though. And they'll kind of, so it's not like they want to have a conversation because they don't trust me, but they do want to have an opinion. And so usually if I kind of go around it, but still keep them included, they will still sort of give me information. Okay. Um, And then there's other ones where there's nothing wrong with them. They just, they're like, I don't know you. I'm not going to talk to you. And I'll have (laughs) to, well, but this person wants me to talk to you. And they're kind of like, hmm. And if it's like, I've had this where it's like, I had this dog and the person asking wasn't their owner, but it was like the grandma of their owner. And she is around this dog all the time. And she's just like, yeah, well, I don't really care if she wants to hear something (laughs) things but like no but as soon as it was like her person oh my gosh like floodgates open she's telling Mm. me all kinds of stuff and I was like whoa but it depended on who I was talking to because she didn't care what that person thought she cared what this person thought right oh how interesting I love that like kids too like I think of like yeah might be shy or not interested but then when a parent or someone they care about introduces they're like oh well what do you like carl's youngest is totally like this she could give a rat's ass about most people <laughs> but if you tell her oh this person's important or because she'll be like oh really <laughs> all right <laughs> okay i can i can hang a little longer okay so yeah I'm curious. and i was laughing because we as we created some questions i'm sure holly's like what the hell they are like so random which is very <laughs> reflective of my personality, Bethany can be a little bit more uh, linear. And so I was throwing in very random questions. What is, so this is a few part question. What is the largest animal you've talked to smallest animal? And can we talk to bugs? <laughs> or yeah, just so, like any, and the spectrum of animals maybe that you, but like, yeah, I was like, well, what was like, yeah. Like what's the weirdest animal you've spoken size, to like, or like, how small can it go? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I you like know, it. you would, <laughs> That I would be like, oh, I can do this. I'm just going to go talk to everything. But I really don't because I have so much going on that I haven't mm-hmm. gone to as much as I would like to. I would say the biggest animal I've talked to is a horse. And that was very interesting. And because you asked that question. So prior to you asking that question, <laughs> the smallest animal I would say would have been a hamster, which I was blown away by the hamster too. Um, <laughs> but I went out and talked to some lizards yesterday because oh. I was, I was going to go do a bug. I will say I have chosen not to do bugs because I don't like them in my house and I kill them. <laughs> and I have found that when you start to help me, help in, me, you know, right. Yeah. You're like, I'm going to feel bad. <laughs> yes, a fly. She's okay. like, no, don't. Yeah. Was, it's like when I took 
the shamanism class and I started connecting with plants and I have these house plants and now it's like, oh my gosh, like before, like my plants were dying and now I'm like, oh my gosh, I must water you because like I had to do a feeling of my plants and I was like, oh my gosh, mm, like, right. you care. You can and only so- feel for so many things, right? And so many animals, the bugs are going to be on their own. <laughs> so, so the bugs kind of, I had to kind of like, I did try to do like, I was looking for some bees because I don't tend to kill bees, but I couldn't find any, but I did try to do these little bugs that were on a plant I had outside and I can feel them, but I wasn't getting like, it was just a general, like, I can tell that there's a presence there. I wasn't getting a lot of information. That doesn't mean that they can't because I might just not be high enough to hit that scale with them. Mm. Um, It also might mean that they are lower in, uh, experience, soul experience is where I would go with it. Mm. Uh, cause it makes the difference because not every animal is going to be the same. When I talk to them, like I can talk to several cats. Some might be more expressive than others. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, that's a different question, but anyway, um, what did the so- lizards say? This is, I'm lizard. assuming it's not a pet lizard. This is a wild lizard. These were wild lizards. Okay. There were two males and they were fighting. <clears throat> oh. And that's like what I got was like mine. They were basically fighting over territory. Yeah. And that's what I was getting. It was like mine, no mine. And like anger and like, no. And, and I was like, oh yeah, that's exactly what you're doing. Okay. But <laughs> the funny thing was there was a female that was sitting above and I'm like, oh, I wonder what you're doing she was sizing up the lizards for mate potential. Of course. Ooh, look at him. Like it wasn't words so much as like feelings about like, she was totally sizing up the two lizards, like looking at them and being like, oh, like this guy's doing really good. And she liked that. And I was like, you are egging this on. Oh my goodness. Probably doing it for her. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and she's like on the line. Yes. Um, so yeah, that was, that's awesome. <laughs> I love um, it. I one time did a reading in the client's house and then this little white dog comes running over and I was like, Oh, and then I got, I don't know what had me. And I was like, uh, hold on. And the dog was speaking another language and it th- threw me. This is early on early. And then I said, I don't know what language she's speaking. It has a little flavor of Spanish, but it's not Spanish. And then they just started laughing. I'm like, what? They're like, when we go to work, there's two sisters that live together. We drop the dog off at my grandmother's house. She speaks Portuguese. <laughs> and I had no idea what the dog was saying. It was like, kind of like, really fast talking. And I was just like, have you ever had that where it speaks another language? No, but I don't think I pick up on things quite like that. Like a lot of what I get from an animal isn't always verbal. Mm, more like the emotional. Like feelings kind of. and pictures. It, yeah, they'll send me pictures. They'll send me feelings. Some animals will talk, like you were saying, like speak. But most animals are not giving me dialogue per se. They're giving me, and 
and like I said, soul experience, how many lives they've lived makes a difference mm. on how communicative they are. Um, right. Cause I remember I, you said that about my cat. You were like, he must, because of the way he was talking to you. Yes. Like animals that actually speak are almost always higher as far as soul experience. They've usually had a lot more lives. And then animals that haven't tend to only give me maybe emotion and I have to direct things more where they're not, they're not giving me like all this stuff. It's kind of like, okay, what do you think about this person? And I almost always have to send mental pictures to them. So it's not like I'm just saying words to them. I'm sending them feelings. I'm sending them visuals in my head. Like, this is what I'm trying to get across. Some animals I can just talk to and it's like having a conversation. Other animals I'm like, oh, okay. I have to send you a feeling about someone. How do you feel about them? Like, and a picture of that person. And then they give me feedback on like, oh, I love that person or I don't love that person or I'm scared. And then some, and then they'll send me like little pictures. And sometimes it's very complicated. And I'm almost, I'm like, okay, this is the picture I'm getting. Does that make any sense to you as a person? Because I'm seeing these pictures, I'm getting these feelings, but I can't put them together into Mm. a story for you. Oh, that makes sense. Interesting. Yeah. My cat, he didn't have any feelings towards me. He said I was accommodating. (laughs) How does he have feelings? I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. He's, he's funny. Yes, I'm accommodating. So apparently I'm doing well. <laughs> and so it kind of sounds like you be like when you're like know, right? not totally fully invested, you're like, yeah, it, it, works. it works. It's a sure response that drives me like you. Sure. Oh, I hate that. Yeah, so people are like, sure. I'm like, oh, yes or no. Give yeah, me a like- yes or no. <laughs> okay. So we wanted to know, um, you so how you get information you kind of shared a little bit about it but like it's different than having conversation with someone when you're talking to an animal or when you're talking to an animal in spirit right compared to an Mm. um, animal that's alive can you share with us like what exactly that looks like yes so as far as like when I'm communicating with an animal and I'm gonna say that well it'll probably lead up to one of the other things but it's like you have to take in a lot of things because animals really do a lot more on the emotion spectrum than they do on like, like we all just talk, you know, like you want to talk to someone you're, you're using, you know, your words, but for animals, animals communicate through energy Mm -hmm. and most of their give and take, like most of the way they communicate with other animals is through energy. So I get a ton more on the empathic scale from them um, as far as like emotions coming in and things like that. They also do a lot more on the visual scale than they necessarily do talking. Some, some animals, I can get like a whole dialogue conversation big. Majority of animals, I don't. It's like piecing together the emotion they're sending me. And a lot of times I have to send them a picture and be like, how do you feel about that? Like, what's your emotion? 
you'll be like, well, why are you peeing in this corner? Well, so then I'm having to like send a picture of like, what does your corner look like? So that I can make a mental picture and be like, you know, kind of like, what's this about? Mm. And then they'll be like, like, usually they give me some sort of instinctive response. Like that's my property. So I'm claiming it. That's Mm. my whole, they run a lot on instinct. And so a lot of times I'll get different feelings about that, or I'll get feelings like hormonal feelings where I'll just feel like all these hormones coming up. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, you're having to deal with hormones. Got it. Mm. No more needs to be said there. So feelings and like those things, I get a lot in that aspect. As far as the spirit world compared to like, if I'm talking to a live animal compared to an animal and spirit, a live animal is like me talking to you. We have, we, some of us may have more experiences like, oh, I know some of my past lives, or I have these intuitive feelings. And I have this opinion about the other source, other side, whatever you want to call wherever we go. Um, but a live animal will have that same thing. Some of them, it's just like me talking to someone who doesn't really engage in any of this. Like I like my treats. I like, you know, very simple. Like this is what I want from my life. Other ones can be like, yeah, I had this past life and I have an opinion about what's going on with my owner. But when you talk to animals and spirit, they, it's like, they know so much more. They're like, Hey, I know the path she's supposed to be on. And I have an opinion. Like, she needs to do these things. Like they will tell me like, you have friends that you shouldn't be friends with. Like they're bringing you down. And I'm like, huh? Oh, like you're, you're in spirit. But I, you know, for a while it was like, but you're an animal, but no, they're, they're in the spirit world. They have access to more stuff. Right. Their horizons have been broadened. is where I'm going to say I have, there was an animal that I talked to while, while she was alive. And she recently passed and I was able to communicate with her after she passed. And she, mind you, she is on kind of the higher experience as far as souls. She could talk to me before, but holy cow, the information she provided me after she gave me like a play by play of what happened when she passed. Wow. And like, was like, okay she's like, I had a certain life and I had viewpoints on that life. And now that I've passed, I realized that I wasn't, not that she was wrong because that's who she was supposed to be while she was down here. But she's like, wow, I had a bad opinion of this person while I was alive. But now I realize that that opinion was based on who I was in that body. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, I have a totally different viewpoint of that person now. Mm. And it just was like, whoa, oh my gosh. Okay. That's really cool. So it, it, it was amazing. I was like, holy cow. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever talked to someone who has a pet and the pet's basically like, cause for me, my experience is though the animals, like, I love you. I'm glad I'm with you. Have you ever gotten an experience where the animals like, I'm with the wrong human. Get me the hell out of here. <laughs> Don't you wonder if you ever had a pet like that? That was like, no, yeah. not, mine, I, not uh, mine. I have, you know what? 
I am terrified of like being a pet that's like, I don't really like my owner yeah. and having someone like, oh, how do they feel? I They hate you. <laughs> I know. They die, they might like you later, but right now, nope, they don't like yeah. you. <laughs> I've had a few that are a little ambivalent. Like they care about the human, but they're not like, oh my gosh, you're my world or anything. They're just kind of like, yeah, they're here. I'm here. Like, but then I've had other ones that are like, oh my gosh, I love them so much. Like oh, you can like Levi. Yeah. That's really Levi. But mind you, most of the people that contact me really care about animals and do <laughs> their animals. So I haven't exactly like tapped into a pet that, I mean, I've tapped into some rescues that had definite opinions about their past owner where yeah. they were and they will show me some of the abuse that happened to them and no they don't like them and they have categorized the okay like this person looked like this and now I don't like anybody who looks like that because to me they're the same um and and that's what I feel from them they're like telling me like this means danger to me so obviously but most people who want to talk to their pet really care about their pet (laughs) Yeah, yeah there's some, yeah, like, that like, makes sense. Cheeto's kind of um that's Bethany's cat is is a little um I don't know what you call it where you distanced or little aloof I guess in personality is he's, it the cat's personality or is it, what <laughs> detached he's detached detached is it the cat's personality or is it his relationship with Bethany or is it because he's a cat because cats are, are different than dogs, right? Like in terms of personality. Well, wait, wait, let's not feed the medium here. The, oh, I'm the, just the saying. Animal communicator. <laughs> I don't know what to figure out. me, asshole. <laughs> I will say, in, okay, there's multiple things going on here with your cat. doesn't want to tell us. <laughs> um, no, it's not that I don't want to tell you. It's that he is a little more on the aloof side. Yeah. So, in general, his personality runs in that direction. Two, souls of animals have connections with souls of humans. Okay, so like you meet certain people and some people you connect to and you're like, oh my gosh, they like, I feel them on a soul level. We've been like, I can, you know, they were a kindred spirit or a soulmate in a past. Like, like I know them. And mm-hmm. then there's you meet and you're like oh hey yeah you're nice but okay like we work together hi how's it going but you don't have that like strong bond with them mm-hmm. animal way they have people that they've maybe had tons of lives with and have really strong connections with but they go through a lot of lives like we're here for a lot longer than they are depending on the animal but let's let's say your general pet and not some of the wild animals that live, eh, and your birds, I guess some birds live a long time too. But if they're only here 10 to 15 years, they might come in several times while we're here and they're not always mm. gonna be you. So you might be someone they're like, yeah, I'm gonna have a life with you. I don't have an exceedingly strong connection to you, Yeah. but we're gonna have a life and maybe I'll grow a stronger bond with you. Maybe I won't, depends mm-hmm. on the personality, but your cat in particular, he has some people that he has strong connections with. You are not one of them, but (laughs) 
but you know, he's uh, still you enough to come down and have a life with you. Right. Yeah. It's and he, what? And he did deem it a cush life. I do believe he called it a vacation. So however your personality is, <laughs> he needed a certain kind of life when he came down and okay. you were able to provide that life for him. Well, good. Mm. I'm so happy that he like you should see him right now. He's just completely relaxed right here watch i'll show it well is he in the sun okay you guys (laughs) bethany has this space where it's like shelves but they're not like shelves that are like a foot wide like these are like narrow shelves and cheeto seems to want to walk on hang from sleep on he's a big cat like he's a big like he's a male i don't know if male cats are just bigger but like he's so his body's already big but then he also loves to eat which was one thing that did come up when in our reading too he's like he just likes to eat and so he's a little chubby. And <laughs> so he's not a small cat. And he fits himself in the yeah. smallest places. <laughs> he is passed out right now, too. I, you know what? I'm happy to give him the life that he needs right now. That's awesome. I don't even care that we don't have a strong connection. I've also only had him for like a little over a year. So who knows? It may grow. And right. He's, like, no. he's only like four. So. Right. Well, and that's what I mean. It's like you have lives with people and you build bonds with them so that right. maybe grow over time right Um, so because I mean and it's just like people because I've done connections with people where it's like family members and I'm like well you don't actually know your daughter really well on the other side like yeah but this is a this life is to bring you together this life is to be like hey can we become better friends can we get that emotional um or you don't because things don't go well and pathways on the other side um but animals are similar in that aspect okay um i was curious if animals if there's something common about them that they want us to know like you're like or if there's breeds like oh cats want people to know this rabbits want this like is there dogs this i wouldn't say there's specifically something they want you to know. I will say animals do not think like humans, almost ever. So a lot of times we give animals human characteristics that they don't actually think. Now, I'm not gonna say that animals don't do spiteful things, they do. Um, They run a lot more on instincts than we do. We have an ego and we have this thing. However, animals also will fall into the like, I, there's animals that just like want pretty things. And I still haven't figured out if they want pretty things because their human likes pretty things and the energy their human gives off when they're making them pretty, that they like that. Cause I almost feel it's like this mix of like, oh, I love to be beautiful. And I'm thinking, how do you know your beauty? Like, what is beauty to you? Mm. Um, but like, they've showed me like when they put these things on me and I'm thinking like is that because the human is being like oh you look so beautiful and that's the energy that they're protecting so there's certain things I haven't really figured out quite yet with some aspects but a lot of times animals are not thinking the same way and like you'll be like oh my gosh they're doing this thing and it's a problem most of the time if I like talk to an animal, be like, what's the problem? What you think is a problem does not even come up on their radar. Like, they're just like, that's what I do. And that's fine. 
And you're like, I need them to stop this. And they're just like, what's their problem? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. They don't think like us. And I would say the biggest thing, um, but they, and breed wise, I will say cats have a very different temperament when I connect with them than dogs do um, and bunnies do. And some of that isn't necessarily, some of it is their own personality. Some of it is they came into this life in a specific animal to, to learn a certain thing. So I needed to come down to learn to be a prey animal. So I'm going to be a bunny. And so you're going to have those bunny instincts and bunny parts. When they go to the other side, they're like, whoa, because one of the animals I talked to the other side, she was, she had a ton of lives as like a wolf at like wild animals, very strong, very like in charge and top of the food chain. But she pretty much told me like, I've got to go into a life and be a prey animal. And I am not looking forward to this. Like (laughs) she is like, oh, I need to get this done. I'm going to bang this out. But she is not like, she's going into this like, okay, let's do this. But she's not happy about it. She does not not looking forward to it. But then you have other animals that are a lot softer and they're like, okay, I've got to go in and be a guard dog. Okay. Like, (laughs) so you have to have different life experiences and you're, Animals aren't always coming down as like this. Well, I'm going to say sometimes they come down as a lot of one thing, but they're not always coming down as that one thing. Mike that just passed. I just found out she's coming in as the bunny that I'm getting. And I'm like, it's you. I'm like, you were a cat. And she's like, yeah, but I needed something different. I had to learn a different lesson and you're bringing you, you wanted a bunny. So I'm coming back in and I'm like, yes. So it's exciting, but it's like, if I was, if I was getting another cat, she wouldn't have been able to come in for me because Mm. she couldn't, she needed something different. Gotcha. Yeah. So that that makes sense. There's that kind of mixed thing there. All right. I have another off the wall question. (laughs) I love this one. (laughs) Okay. You know, 101 Dalmatians, the movie. And you know the part in the the dogs the Dalmatians call their owners their pets like it's <laughs> kind of reverse. Is that how our animals see us? Is like we're more the pet and they're more the owner? Yes and no. Cats, um, I feel like <laughs> I, I will say the ones that I've tapped into that think of us more as a servant are tend to be the cats. See? <laughs> <laughs> they're not the well, yeah, mostly the cats do that, but I would say it depends. Most animals think of their owner human as, as family. Like they're part of my family. They're my mom, my dad, like others think of people as their partner. Like they don't own me. I don't own them. We're in this together. We're living a life. And then you have the few that are like, they need to bow to me and do whatever I want. Um, does this depend on like the animal's personality or does it depend on how the owner treats them? Right. Or like the energy of the owner or the, I'd say the human, not the owner. <laughs> Cause now I'm like, I don't think we own them necessarily. <laughs> um, I know 
so hard for me to make that definition. And even when I'm talking to them, I'm like, you know, your person, like I almost always just try to grab a picture in my head of the person and be like, whoever you call, whatever you call this person right. for you. Um, <laughs> kind of depends on their personality. Um, most animals think of the people as family. Like okay. most of the ones I run into, it feels more family-esque. The ones, like I said, there's certain cats. And I will say the more aloof a cat is to the person, the more they think of them as a servant, where when they're like, oh my gosh, this is like, I love them. Then they tend to feel more like family. Um, the one that it was more of a partner came came up with a dog and that had more to do with dominance and how the animal was. And she was really dominant. Like I remember when she first came into me, she was like 10 feet tall when she came in, like she made herself huge. And I Dang. was like, okay, I get it. Can we come back? Cause I really can't talk to you up there. Um, but she was just like, who do you think you are? Like, she was just like, don't worry. Uh, Dang. Uh, like very confident in herself. And she did, I mean, she thought of her family as a pack and she was, she didn't, she wasn't, it was funny because she wasn't the leader of the pack, but she also wasn't the follower. They were partners at the top. So her main human, she didn't think of them as like, you're my pack leader. She followed him because she trusted him, but she felt like they had more of a, like, we're on the same level. And to her, that was more of a partnership. Okay. And everyone else was below her. Like, oh. everybody else. They're <laughs> <laughs> all below me. Yeah, that's so interesting. So it really is, I mean, I feel like it. most of the stuff is just all dependent upon the animal's personality and, like, the other lives that they've kind of lived coming in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. It's like talking to people. Yeah. Yeah. Minus how you translate things and how information comes in and how they, they don't act like a person, but everything's very individual. Yeah. So, um, we have asked you if you'd be open to reading pets who've crossed over. So the cool thing is Holly's read both of our animals. I, my Schnout, schnoodle levi who's alive and then cheetah who's clearly alive and sleeping just looks a little very dead. alive <laughs> <laughs> dead in the sun but we both as have animals from the <laughs> sorry <laughs> when i said that he, he was like stretching his foot as, we, right, as I said that. <laughs> um we asked if you could talk to animals who've crossed over and do it here um on the episode so how would you like to do that Holly, do you have a picture? Yes. Yes. Let me get one on my phone. Let me see. Okay. But no, we're going to see how this goes. Cause in spirit world, it's not, it's not like you can be like, Hey, come here. Mm. Sometimes they're not available. <laughs> Sometimes okay. they're in another life. Sometimes. Yeah. So we're, we're going to see whether I can pull these guys in and what they're gonna tell me okay i have mine okay you go first i'm pulling up mine oh hold on you started talking so now i can't see her picture 
What do I? Okay. Is it there? Oh, we there we go. Okay. What's the dog's name? Stewie. Okay. Stewie is very licky, is where I'm going to go with this. Um, like her face, like. Um, okay. Let's calm down. Okay. <laughs> Really excited to see, really excited to talk to you. Aww. Like, oh, he she was you. so wonderful. Oh, like, I loved him so much. Oh my gosh. Like you were the best. Oh, um, <laughs> it's going to make me cry. <laughs> a little, he's not using words. He's giving me a lot more of the emotion type thing and yeah. like so happy. He is a little busy little thing. Like he's like all over the place. I'm doing so many different things. I mean, he's not using words about this. It's like a feeling of like, I'm going here, I'm going there. I'm so, but I'm so excited to see you. Um, <laughs> is there anything like you have a question about? Because I mean, um, I don't know. I, so the way that he, he was a rescue dog and like, he didn't, he didn't trust a lot of people. There was like, a handful of us that he, you know, me, my ex-husband and his mom. And, um, then we had our son and it was hard. I felt like for him mm. after we had him and then he passed away in a kind of a tragic way where I wasn't around. And like, he was with my mom and, you know, like, it just was like the whole thing was out of my control and I felt really guilty and, and bad for how it happened. Okay, leave the guilt okay. because he's like, it was my time and I needed to go. Okay. So like it, it was going to happen and it wasn't supposed to happen when you were around. Oh. Uh, he didn't want it to happen when you were around. And I will say he, he did have a lot of reservations about your son. Mm. In the sense, like there's this tightening he gives me when you brought up your son. It was like, and it wasn't like, I dislike you. I'm afraid. Mm. of doing the wrong thing of like your son was so important to you mm -hmm. and knew that but I almost feel like he was afraid of making a mistake Stewie was yeah that makes sense yeah um, but other people you're right trust wise he was like I couldn't trust anyone yeah. he he is having to work on that right now because he's he hasn't gone back into another life yet okay um, he is, uh, I want to kind of say like in, in a sense, like having to work through trauma, mm. but he's not making it feel like he's like severely traumatized by things, mm -hmm. but it's like, I haven't worked through all the trauma that prior to you that I went through. Mm. And so, but he's like excited about like, yeah, I'm doing it. I'm getting through it. It's very happy go lucky kind of guy. But yeah. he he still does. He's like I still harbor fear. Mm. And he's he's got to work through that fear. Mm. Uh, he's like I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> go get her. Like I'm going to do it. <laughs> does he have oh. Does he ever come visit? Or like, does he, can he like ever like show up for me or like have a connection with me? So that's where it's hard because see, he's coming in on my left side and that makes a difference for me when spirits come in on my left, 
they're usually in a place that they're not as able to go do stuff. Mm. Like they're not as able to go visit people and things like that because because he's in what I'm going to consider like this healing area where he's having to work through stuff. Mm-hmm. He doesn't get to just like go visit people. Mm-hmm. He's work through this before he can move into that like space where he can go and visit people and do stuff. I'm not saying he doesn't check in. He does check in, but he's probably not going to be like he's not some of the the spirit animals where they can come down and lay next to you and stay with you a lot he's like I have work I have to do up here okay um but he's trying so I feel like he gets through this he's totally coming to see you like there's like that he gosh he loves you so much I know I loved him so much he was like my baby before I before I had my son so it was like that was also was really hard for me too, is like that transition of having my own, like an actual human son, right? And then, but I also had Stewie and like, yeah, I always felt guilty for like not being able to give him enough attention or, you know, if, I don't know. That, that, no, that was my feeling. Oh, you're guilty. He, okay. he is not holding on to anything in that life. Like he thinks you're wonderful and you look okay. All good. And animals are very good at, and I'm not going to, let me not say everything. Cause every time I say animals do something, then an animal pops up to prove me wrong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I make a comment and then another one's like, Nope, still holding on to that. Yeah. Uh, most animals understand what's going on energetically without really saying, so a baby comes in, he understood what that meant. He understood you had to spend more time with your child. Mm-hmm. She'd go like, oh, that's taking away from me. Okay. To him, like she was doing what she's supposed to do. He, yeah, no, he's totally okay. fine. That's good to know. I, yeah. And I always just felt bad about how he had passed away and it was so hard for me. I don't know. But... I feel like it was fast though. Like he's not. I'm glad. Well, he got hit by a car. So I'm assuming that it was instant. It was, it feels really fast. Like good. he. So he wasn't in pain. No. But I was just thinking about how he was scared and run it. Cause like what happened was he like ran into the street, I guess, because he was running out. He got freaked out because he didn't know where he was and he ran into the street. So I was thinking, oh my God, he was like terrified and he's alone and he's trying to like run some. Okay. I just like, for me, that's, that's what I was thinking. And I felt so bad because I wasn't there. If he mm. was scared, it was really fast, but it was to okay. me, it was fast. Like he's okay. not onto anything okay. from anything. Of course, it's just me and my human. <laughs> That's a lot of times it's more about humans and how they about things. But for him, oh. he's like, it's over. It's done. He's, okay. he has, his problem is more about the trauma that happened before you had him. Oh, than, yeah. Than like that. In that, in that life, in that same life when he yeah. was, okay. But okay. Before we got him. Okay. Cause he was only like, I think a year old when we got him. So I wonder what happened to him. Poor baby. A lot of trauma. Oh. Like he's not giving me specifics, but he's really scared of people. Yeah, yeah. And a, there's a broom involved because he's showing me a broom. So someone must have used a broom on him. Uh, he doesn't seem big. So everything seems yeah. big. Him, um, and a lot of feet. So sometimes trauma might not necessarily mean that's like, okay, I don't exactly ad- advocate using a broom on an animal, but um, 
it's not like they're banging him with a broom. It's more of like pushing him with a broom. But like, I see it's not like someone's intentionally stepping on him. It's like, oh my gosh, there's so many people and I'm getting stepped on. And so there's a lot of trauma that I don't think was necessarily intentional trauma. Okay, okay. That makes sense. Because it happened, like I said, I think we got him when he was like less than a year old. So that was like the first like, you know, six, seven months of his life that the trauma happened. So I'm assuming that that probably had a, an impact because he's like, you know, he's brand new to the world and trying to figure out what the hell's going on. <laughs> it did. Cause that's what he's yeah. telling me. That's what he's working through. Oh, my and poor he, baby. <laughs> but you know, we all, how many times you know, do we like our, our childhood traumas that we have to work through? I know. Well, I, I, we're doing the same thing, Stewie. So <laughs> at this moment in time (laughs) he was such a sweetheart he is oh my gosh what a night you're welcome you ready for my dog yes mine's frank frank oh my god how cute one in in the picture so he's a pug (laughs) and we yeah so we he was with me when my husband was still alive Okay, hold on a sec. Well, your husband has him. I would not so, be surprised. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, but your husband is that way too. He's yeah. like, yeah. Okay, we're not talking to you. Um, sorry, hard when there's multiple. Okay. He's kind of, hmm. I'm going to say he's not exactly talkative. Um, He's a little like your picture that you showed me totally defines how he's standing to me. Like, like he's not coming up and looking me. He's not like, he's just kind of like, Hmm, what do you want to know? He, I always imagine if Frank could talk, he would talk in grunts. Yes. Like, <laughs> yes. Whoop, whoop. Yes. Yeah. It's literally like, he's like, what do you want? Like uh, he's not exactly like, I have a lot to tell you. So we might need to ask him specific okay. questions because he's not exactly like, let me tell you everything that's happening to me. So he wanted, <laughs> he died. So my husband suddenly died. And then a month later, Lee, uh, Frank had like, he was old. I mean, he was like 14, 15 years old for up uh, to the day as he said, uh, one me to point out. And he, I, we just knew he was like falling apart, pooping everywhere. And I was just curious if his passing had to do with Chris passing. Um, Indirectly is where I'm going to go with this. So he was old, but when Chris passed, your guys's energy was like, not good. And yeah. so for him, it was like, ugh. Like, I already don't feel good. Like, <laughs> I I don't need to take all of this on. Like, okay, I don't want to go through this. So he just kind of was like, I'm done. <laughs> just let himself go. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, animals, are, I feel like, are a lot better at that than humans are. But yeah. he was like, I'm done with this. Okay, I'm going. Um, he's like, I didn't need to deal with that. <laughs> It's funny because he, like, he passed, which was hard because, you know, our first pet. And then Levi had a total change. He went from, like, this to this very sweet and 
empathic dog. But okay. I always wondered if Levi was sad that Frank died or if they were as no. bonded as I made up. No. Um, hold on, hold on, because now I got to bring in Levi. Okay. Um, Levi thinks Frank was grumpy. Oh. Um, <laughs> not a Frank. I, 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 <laughs> there was not, I'm going to say there was not a mutual connection between those two animals. Okay. Frank does not, he's like, eh. Um, so Levi, it was a mixed thing. I will say Frank leaving made it easier for him. Uh, okay. But your husband also had some aspects of communicating with Levi from the other side and being like, hey, I, I need you to do this for her. Uh, okay. So Levi, I mean, there's like a mixed dynamic there, but I'm going to say like Frank doesn't think highly of Levi and Levi does not think highly of Frank. Okay. Dang. <laughs> they were like very different personalities, like very different personalities. Yeah. Totally. Like I, it's like Levi wants to be in a pack. Like I'm with you. We're together. And Frank was kind of like, I'm doing my, like, and it's funny because I adored the dog, like loved him. But it was kind of like not a cat aloof, but more like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, you were acceptable. That's, that's <laughs> he's like Cheeto saying you're accommodating. <laughs> okay, so we just disproved the dog theory. Obviously, not all dogs think. Yeah. <laughs> I know he's putting me in my place after I was giving uh, Bethany a hard time. I know. Like, like is it like, Bethany uh, or Cheeto? Yeah. <laughs> he was like, oh my gosh, she's just a grumpy spirit, kind of. Um, I'm not even like in a bad way. Like he's just kind of like, like the name Frank too. I mean, like, come on. Yeah, I know. But like, Um, you think about that. I don't know. (laughs) He is with your husband. Like, oh, he adores your husband. Oh, your husband was his person. Ah. Uh, Well, that's what he's calling him. He's like, he's my person. Um, (laughs) Your husband's like. He, he was like, he's just misunderstood. <laughs> That's what we, we used to say. And I always thought, like Chris, I think I thought he got more frustrated with Frank and, and Frank jumped out. So for whatever reason, he jumped out a window. We lived by the beach, kind of this flat kind of 1960 house. And he, whatever reason, decided to, and this is a big dog. This is a big, it's not a little pug. It's a big, beefy, <laughs> strong pug jumps on our bed goes another two feet up somehow breaks through a screen jumps out but then gets caught on the wall because we were training him he had a choke collar hanging from the wall of the outside of the house and thank god we had plumbers outside working on something was clogged Mm. and they were like and they were preachers (laughs) <laughs> and they're like, we need to pray for your dog. We hopefully he's okay. And I'm like, what? And they're like, he was hanging, like hanging on the cross. And I'm like, what? God. Like Frank would get him stuck in these weird situations. No wonder he's grumpy. Yeah. Does that make okay. any, like. He does not appreciate you bringing these things. <laughs> 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 he's embarrassed. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna say he's not giving me embarrassed vibes. He's giving me like annoyed, like how could you do this to me? Like how could you talk? So yes, he's embarrassed. Oh my uh, God, like oh, Frank. Frank. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, Aaron. Um, yeah, 
he's like, that wasn't one of my finest moments. But like, as soon as you said he did these things, he was like, we're not talking about that. Okay. Yeah. Like, oh, poor guy. Oh my goodness. But he would do things like that. Not always like, so like where he would be almost killed, but <laughs> we would do things and we were like, what is he doing? And then we, and then he would never do something like it would do some version and never do it again. So he just, just made mistakes. Oh, we just call him no, the old man. Like, all right, the old man's going to do what the old man's going to do. Yeah. But it's like, he had a specific reason why he was doing certain things. Like okay. he, he's like, no, I had reasons behind it. The, the planning wasn't so great. Like the- <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's embarrassed. <laughs> or I always thought like, maybe he was a smaller dog or a dog that actually like a lab or something that could jump and do these. No, things. Big dog. And- was a big dog. Okay. That, like I want to say uh, not a lab but maybe like a German shepherd or okay. like bigger and black um he liked that body way more he did feel limited by the body he was in yeah. like he was not a it's <laughs> not a fan of that body and I don't even think like he's coming in in that body just because that's how I connect but he does not prefer this body. Yeah. He does prefer some of the he, German shepherds. That's what he's showing me as German shepherds. Um, he's so I feel a German shepherd. He prefers body. type of body and that type of life a little bit better um, than he did. He felt very constricted in that body and very unable to do certain things. I feel yeah. you, Frank. I feel like that's accurate in that little body. And being little and heavy, like, it wasn't like he was a little springy chihuahua. Right. It's like he had to get this big body with these little legs. And he was like, all these muscles up things. Like, he wanted to get up on things, and he was like, fuck. Yes, fuck. no. <laughs> he was like, I am never doing another life in this kind of body. Like, he had to Aww. because I just feel like it was, like, lessons he had to learn. <laughs> But he is so like, oh, that was so demeaning for like for a German be- shepherd. Yeah. <laughs> he, oh, oh that's my gosh. so funny. Like, I would have rather been a cat than that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> mobility almost. Yes. Like, yeah. Not a thing. Yeah. And it was funny. He also, and then he also would chase bicycles, skateboarders. If it had wheels, not a car necessarily, but anything like a bike or a skateboard or a scooter, he if he got out of the house or the uh, front yard, he would like haul ass after them. And we would be like, and it didn't matter if they were in the street or on the side. Oh. We're like, what are you doing? He enjoyed that immensely. Oh. And he, he wanted to get it. Like, I'm going to yeah. get it. This is going to be the time yeah. I'm going to get it. But I have very mixed feelings about no, because he still he was like, no, I just really enjoy doing that. Like this isn't even like a just in that life. And I was gonna say, like, maybe it was an instinct kind of thing. No, he truly enjoys that. Even in his other lives, he enjoys chasing things, specifically mm. heel type bikes are a big thing for him. Okay. Like he really liked the bikes. But I even feel now like he was like, oh. I wish I could still do that. Like, mm-hmm. there's just Aww. this thing with bikes and him chasing them that is just joyful for him. 
makes me think of those greyhounds that will chase like you know on the tracks they're chasing like a yes something like that okay same feeling i'm getting like pure joy doing that all right last question and then we'll probably wrap up did was he okay so i too we had frank and then we had my daughter he didn't really i thought he would like suffocator because he would sit on anything <laughs> like so we we actually bought a doll and practiced him not sitting on the doll but he was super mellow with her but i don't know like he actually liked your daughter oh. um, and he was he was like i can't believe they used a doll like i wouldn't know what no. that like <laughs> like, like stupid humans <laughs> But I'm not going to say that that's not a smart thing because not every animal, but for him, it was like, oh, like, like, do you think I don't know the difference? But dare you. he liked your daughter and he liked her energy. Aww. She had good energy to him. Um, so I don't like, he gives me the feeling like he totally was not, he had no jealousy for her. He didn't intend, like he wanted to hurt her. Mm, no no that was something we were kind of surprised not that he hurt anything but he ruled the roost so we thought oh is he gonna get jealous and he kind of was like all right like even as a baby he would just like sit next to her kind of you know check on her and he was always kind of pretty gentle they usually get pre pretty protective dogs do yeah like after babies are born he really liked her and he he knew she was part of the family um oh. uh, he liked her more than he liked you. Um, <laughs> but I feel like that's more of an energetic thing. Not that he didn't like you, but. Yeah, I get it. it. And your daughter gives out a, a, like a soothing energy is how mm -hmm. he kind of described it. He really liked her energy, mm -hmm. which is the reason he's not a huge fan of Levi is also like Levi has a very high energy and he's just like, ugh like yeah. too me um but no he loved her like but mm -hmm. I will say there's kind of this like I have to like I need to take care of her and she's kind of mine mm. so he does come visit her oh okay so he does come back and check up on her um because she's his person too mm. I could see that yeah because her and Chris were so tight, her dad. So if Frank was, if Chris was Frank's person, he would just like, oh, cause you know what? I have noticed that with certain animals where if their person has a kid, they almost put them together mm -hmm. as like, oh, you know, like they're together. Mind you, it's only been the few animals that I've checked in with that. Um, so I'm not going to say every animal does that, but in this case, that's what he did is, is okay. but, but he gives me more of a separation. Like he knew she was different, but he just likes her so much. Mm -hmm. Your daughter has a very big animal, uh, animals like her. Yeah. True. <laughs> okay. But I oh. have one more. I just have one more question. Sorry. No, <laughs> no, please. Yes. Yes. I need to know. Is it possible for after Stewie, if he, if he works through his trauma, is it possible for him to come back? <laughs> into this life in another dog that I can, then I can have him. <laughs> oh, okay. Let me see. No, because he can't come in as a dog. Uh, come animal? in as a cat. 
No, I almost feel like he's going to have to come in as like a small prey animal, like your hamsters, gerbils, maybe bunny. He's coming in as something small, a bird. Really? Even after his traumatic experience in this last life, he has to come in and be a prey animal? <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> I don't. I feel like you and I are prey people, Bethany. Like, we're a little like. I don't know. I almost feel like he's doing kind of that like small animal grouping thing now okay. and will move into that. He is a very gentle soul. Yeah. Like, He's not like this big, like strong, like sometimes I get energy from animals and they're just like dominant and strong. He's not, he's like a little marshmallow and he's playing in that kind of arena and eventually he will move out of it and have to move into some of the more dominant type things, but he doesn't really want to be in those lives at this time. Like he's not looking forward to having to do those. Like he wants to stay in kind of those more like, well, I'm going to say prey animal type things. Just smaller Not, animals. Yeah. Right now he's doing the small animals. Though he's okay. debating. Uh, I don't think he's ventured into the wild animal set quite yet. But he, what is that? There's some sort of, I almost want to say a rhinoceros. But I don't think it's <laughs> quite a Um, There's something wild, bigger, gray. But I, hmm. I'm having a hard time. Not, not an elephant. Hippo? Like not an, I was gonna say an elephant because elephants are like known as gentle giants. I know, but it's not an elephant. It's smaller than an, mm. I don't quite know what this is that he's showing me, but there's some sort of wild animal, but it's more of a gentle animal. Like I feel it, but it's bigger. So for him, he was like, I might do that, but he's afraid of touching on the whole wild animal part because that scares him a little bit. Mm. my poor little baby (laughs) he is such a sweetheart (laughs) holly thank you so much for joining us and reading our animals so i am sure we have people are like how do i get a hold of you i want you to talk to my him and a him and ha um how do our listeners get a hold of you if they want a reading with their animals um i have a website that's hollystanford.com Um, And that's mostly where I will um, take readings. I'm also periodically, I do work at the healing portal doing some readings from there. Um, So they can also, you know, when that comes up and I'm there, they can see me there. Oh, that's awesome. And then um, they can do this remotely or in person, right? It doesn't matter where in the world they are. Correct. And I don't have to have the animal. Most of the time, I just need a picture um, to do it. Yeah, I think you read animals like I read uh, dating options when I do my mindful <laughs> dating. I just need a picture sometimes. And I like a name. So true. And then and an astrological sign. And if I get the astrological bonus, but and then I'm <laughs> off and running. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for communicating and breaking it down for us. And yeah, that was awesome. Now I know. It was such a pleasure. Frank loved me as much as I thought. (laughs) (laughs) I guess he's not coming back. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe for Izzy, but (laughs) Izzy's grown up and moved out of the house. He'll be one of her pets. And so if you want to stay tuned, what we're going to be doing intuitive hits where we're going to be reading, it's Holly's turn. Uh, Bethany and I will read her. 
So okay, join us for that. Okay. Bye. Bye everyone.